Inasmuch as many have undertaken to compile a narrative of the things that have been accomplished among us, just as those who from the beginning were eyewitnesses and ministers of the word have delivered them to us, it seemed good to me also, having followed all things closely for some time past, to write an orderly account for you, most excellent Theophilus, that you may have certainty concerning the things you have been taught. Let's pray real quick. Hey, everybody. Question. Do you think God cares about you? Now, when I ask this question, I'm, I'm asking in, in complete honesty. I want you to be uh, honest with yourself. Um, do you really think God cares about you? Because depending upon the answer to this question is going to depend upon how you view things. Um, with certainty, I, I can say that I know God cares about me. I know God cares about you. Uh, we started the uh, the series in Luke here this last Sunday, and the, one of the main motivations behind starting this series in Luke is so we can answer questions like this about, well, do I really think God cares about me? Do I really matter? Uh, we know that, uh, I know that, that He does. I mean, He gives us um, clear evidence that He does. Uh, throughout the book of Luke, we're going to see that there's an individual concern um, this approach that, that Jesus takes in, in many different matters. Um, I like how in the onset of the, uh, the text here, or the, 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 uh, the book, we, we read it as I opened up there, uh, that was from Sunday, but uh, that last verse that it talks that you may have certainty concerning the things that you have been taught. Uh, God is concerned enough to inspire uh, a book of the Bible, His Word, to be written so we can have certainty, uh, so we can know without a shadow of a doubt that He does care, uh, that we can know what it is that we've been taught and why it is that we've been taught these, these things. With this understanding and with this, this word certainty, I read a quote on Sunday that I want to read to you again. This quote, it says, The relationship between truth and holiness is similar to that between light and vision. Light cannot create an eye or give a blind eye vision, but it is essential to seeing. Wherever light penetrates, it dissipates darkness and brings everything into view. In a similar manner, truth cannot regenerate or impart spiritual life, but it is essential to the practice of holiness. Wherever truth penetrates, it dissipates error and reveals everything for what it really is. The reason I love this, this quote here in regards to certainty is that uh, truth matters. And, and the source of truth really matters. And Luke's going out of his way and being inspired by the Holy Spirit to write an account um, to give the, the certainty needed um, the truth needed to drive away all doubt, to drive away fear, to drive away the things that uh, cause the, um, as we talked on Sunday, the, the tossing to and fro um, by every wind of doctrine, like, like uh, Paul says in, in Ephesians 4. 
Now, when the Apostle Paul gives us the answer to the question, why do we need certainty? And we, we uh, I just quoted Ephesians chapter 4, verse 14, um, because we don't need to be tossed to and fro. Um, when, when he answers that question, he has in mind what he's already written um, previously back in, in chapter 3, that I, I think that if we would uh, take a, a second and, and say, okay, if I, I understand why I, I need to have certainty, so I'm not tossed to and fro. Um, but really, what is the uh, what is the greater outcome, or uh, what what is the greater purpose in this? So, open your Bibles to if you have them uh, to Ephesians chapter three. Uh, look at verse fourteen, because this is a text that I believe that that Paul has in mind when he answers that question, um, and the the understanding what greater purpose is out there. So look at 14 with me. It says, For this reason I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of His glory, He may grant you to be strengthened with power through His Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your heart through faith that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and the length and the height and the depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Before I continue on in the next couple verses, I, I want to just look at that real quick because... Uh, this understanding and this certainty that, that, that Luke talks about, Paul's talking about here, and he's talking about that it's rooted in, and it's grounded in love, and being rooted and being grounded in love, that we can comprehend the, the breadth and the length and the height and the depth, um, and, and we can know the love of Christ that surpasses all knowledge. Now, now, don't look at it as like it doesn't matter. Knowledge isn't important. No, knowledge is important. But what Paul is saying here that what surpasses knowledge is the love of Christ. So when we look back to Luke and we're talking about the certainty of the things that, that, that um, we've been taught, uh, concerning the things that we've been taught, um, we here at LifePoint talk about uh, loving God and loving people because those are the, the two greatest commandments. That, that's what Jesus says. So this love of Christ, this certainty in being taught the importance of the love of Christ, this is what we're to be rooted and we're to be grounded in. This is why Paul says when he says, the reason I bow my knee, the, the, the reason I, I put forth my effort, the reason I'm a minister, the reason that I, um, I, I shed tears and, and he even shed blood f was so that um, you can understand. And I think that there's a, a, uh, a connection here with Luke and with, with Paul and the, the, the writings of it was important for them to communicate to their readers and also to us, essentially, um, that we can know for certain. And, and we can know the, the, the greatest of things. Granted, um, there are deep theological implications out there that, that it takes time to figure out. I get that. But what is most important, as Paul says here, is the love of Christ. I love the, the remaining two verses there in that chapter. 
It says, Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think, according to the power at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Those words give us great hope because it says that um, God can do way more than you can even imagine, far more abundantly than we can even ask or we can even think. But how does he do this? How how does he do more with us than we can ever imagine? What says, according to the power at work within us. A few weeks ago, we talked about how the Holy Spirit is alive. He is a person. And we talked about how um, He is uh, residing in, He dwells in the believer. Well, it is the power of the Holy Spirit. It is a person and the work of the Holy Spirit that does wonderful things, things that are far more abundant than you can even imagine. So when you're thinking about how can I... uh, uh, how, how can I talk to so-and-so uh, about Christ? Or how can I do this act? Or, or, or what, what can I do to, to be faithful in my walk um, with God? Um, I, I just I keep stumbling and I keep failing and I'm falling. And Well, it's because you're relying on yourself and you're not relying on the one who dwells inside of you. The Holy Spirit dwells inside of you. That is something that we're going to see not only throughout the book of Luke, but when we get into the book of Acts, that uh, the power and the work of the Holy Spirit that is, in, that, um, is real, that, that is inside of you, is still working. So, you know, I, I know that this is um, maybe a lot for, for today, but just get your mind wrapped around uh, the, the, the certainty of the working of God in your life to do far more abundant things, things that are far more abundant than you can ever think. Not try to think of those things. Just get your mind around that God wants to use you. God will use you. And it's just a matter of when he's going to use you, when you submit to him and allow him to work through you. As always, thanks for listening. And if you uh, want to tune in every Tuesday and Thursday, the plan is to have a a podcast up every Tuesday and Thursday. Also, you'll notice that uh, I'm putting the podcast up on the church's SoundCloud account as well. Uh, What I'm going to do is uh, start transitioning everything over to that one account. That way, all the sermons, all the episodes, everything is in one place for you. So I hope everybody has a a blessed day. Uh, Share uh, Jesus with somebody today um, and share this podcast with somebody. Get somebody to uh, come to church with you. Uh, We've got enough seats to to fill um, and we're going into the Christmas holiday, the Advent season here, where people are are more uh, willing to to, uh, be open or more open to come to to church and to hear um, about uh, little baby Jesus and his eight ounce, uh, uh, his six ounce, six pound, eight ounce fleece, golden diapers, whatever it is that Ricky Bobby says. So uh, I'll talk to you guys and uh, see you soon.